good afternoon and thanks thanks for staying for staying with us till the till the end of the conference. Um, I'm Kelly Walsh. I'm head of research at Book Trust, um, and we're here to talk to you today about a piece of research that we commissioned, uh, Discovery Research, and Renuka will be um, taking over shortly to tell you about that, um, which was a segmentation of families and children to understand about uh, more about their reading habits. So uh, as a, a reading for pleasure charity, um, we obviously think that reading has the power to change lives. We think it's a, an essential um, benefit that every child should experience. Um, and, and the research backs this up about why reading is important. Um, the, the varied benefits of reading range from uh, kind of intellectual and development, developmental outcomes, such as cognitive development in the early years, through to attainment in school, um, health and well-being, so relaxation, mental health, uh, social and cultural development, things like improving communication skills, um, and personal outcomes such as empathy, uh, understanding others, creativity. But for us, um, equally as important, we really care about reading because it's just a joyful, challenging um, experience, an opportunity for families to spend time together bonding over books. Um, and we believe there's a book for every child. Not every child can be a bookworm or wants to be a bookworm, but we think there are books that can hook all children in. Um, but when you think about the scale of the, the audience we're working with, so apparently there are uh, just over 11 million 0 to 16-year-olds, which is the kind of range we work within, um, all with different views, different attitudes towards reading, this raises a really big question for us. How do we get to know these children better? How do we really understand what it is they want from a reading experience? And just before we move on to the research, just to give you a bit of context, I'll tell you a bit about the work of Book Trust. So we're a national charity and we work across England, Northern Ireland and Wales. Um, we work with children and families from, from birth through to secondary school. Um, our largest programme that some of you may have, come, may have come across if you have very young children is called Bookstart, uh, where we work with local authorities, um, health visitors, uh, libraries, um, early years professionals to get books into the hands of children from, from the earliest age possible, so from between 0 and 12 months. And alongside that, those trusted professionals within health, within libraries, etc., talk, talk to the parents about the importance of reading from their child early and often. And those messages are getting out to people alongside messages like, it's really important to breastfeed your child. So it's, it's about really, really instilling the importance of reading from early on, but also that it's just a, a joyful and important way of spending time with your children. So we run um, programmes such as Bookstart. We also run uh, large national campaigns, for example, uh, Bath Book Bed, which um, kind of says what it does on the tin. Um, it's about getting families into a routine uh, with young children before they go to bed and, and starting to develop uh, that habit. And we also um, advocate for reading for pleasure. So we manage the Children's Laureate, for example. Um, and you may have heard over the last couple of years the work of Chris Riddell, who's a an author and illustrator and he was he was the laureate until very recently where he handed over the reins to Lauren Child who um, is of Charlie and Lola fame so again anyone with young children that name probably rings a bell um, and we also curate books both as part of our programs where we um, uh, put together packs based on what we think would would provide a really broad range of choices for different children um, but also kind of on our website as a book finder um, and in uh, book lists that we send out with different, with different topics for different children. And finally, we work with publishers to identify gaps in the market um, and to try and fill them. So, uh, for example, a recent uh, prize that we've been running is called um, 
uh, In Other Words, which I always want to call in translation for some reason, but it's called In Other Words. And it's about finding the best foreign fiction, um, getting it translated into English and, and getting it into the UK market. So w in England, we have many, many great authors, but we have much less translated fiction, which means there's much less of a cultural mix in terms of what our children are reading. So again, really kind of important work about getting that into, into the British market. So coming back to the research with discovery, we're really aware from research that there's particular groups of families that are less likely to read uh, or to enjoy reading. And we wanted to better understand the profile of these groups and the beliefs, habits that underlie the engagement or, or lack of engagement with reading. And getting to the core of this will really help us to tailor our work better and to understand the audiences that we might not be reaching. So I will hand over to um, Ren, who will talk to you a bit about the research. So the Book Trust came to us with, with two big questions that they wanted us to answer for them. In the kids' media landscape, where does reading currently fit in? And also kind of what underpins level of engagement? What are the habits, behaviours, beliefs both, both parents and kids have towards a reading for pleasure? Um, so to answer these very big questions, um, we, we did two things. One, we spoke to over 1,600 parents and kids of 0 to 16-year-olds to really understand their reading behaviour, so whether it was being read to, reading with, or independent reading. And also to kind of get under the skin of the different types of um, readers there are in the UK, we also took an ethnography approach with 19 families across the UK, where we handed the child and parent a camera we set them a range of tasks to complete for us over the course of a week um, and we got them to send it back the footage for us. It was over 30 hours of interesting watching. Lots of um, videos of people's socks and um, toys. Um, and then we followed up with a, um, a telephone or a Skype interview. Um, so remembering what the two big questions were was how does reading currently fit into the landscape when it comes to kids? And also, what are the things that underpin levels of engagement? So I'm going to answer the first question first. Um, so it's actually quite comforting to, comforting to know in the world of change, um, there are, when it comes to reading, some things have actually remained the same. In terms of your typical reading behaviour, it's all about having that physical book which is read just before bedtime um, and something that you read in bed. And as you would expect, um, time increases as you get older when it comes to reading. So the ages of one to two, it's around 15 minutes is the typical reading occasion duration, which almost doubles when you get to around the age of 12, which goes up to about 30 minutes. So things not changed that much since we were kids. Also, kids have the same developmental and cognitive um, kind of stages as they've always had. So the milestones have definitely remained the same. So your adventure into the reading world starts at the age of one, um, where your parents feel like you're being a lot more receptive um, to them and their environment. The age of six, we kind of start to see independent reading kind of coming more into play with the dynamics changing a little bit between parent and child when it comes to their reading. Um, around uh, seven to nine, parents are kicked out of their reading occasions altogether, um, and it's uh, very much about that kind of isolated experience that the child has with the book. 
At 10 to 12, or around the age of 11, lots of other things are happening in the world. Um, your friends suddenly become a lot more important to you, homework comes more into play, and there are lots of other things kind of coming into play. Um, especially the fact that kids at that age are starting to get a lot more independent. They have a lot more control over what they want to do and are definitely exercising it. So with this added bit of control, this is the age where we start to see kids going, actually, I don't really have that much time to read. I, I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. Um, and this is exa exacerbated by the time you reach 13, so when you start school, where we start to see the reading um, occasions of, of daily reading kind of drop quite dramatically. So though the milestones and the needs and the desires of kids have, have stayed the same, one thing that has changed, and you've been hearing it over and over again in, in the conference this year, is the environment. Kids are born into a digital world, they have connected devices, their on-demand content means that they can access a breadth and depth of content at, at fingertips. Um, also, the nature of families have changed. Parent, uh, kids are now born to older parents, mums are kind of going back to work a lot sooner, so the family dynamics have, have definitely changed. But what does this actually mean for reading? Well. Reading is fighting hard to maintain its place within the kids' world. And I think this is definitely kind of demonstrated um, as we see what their favorite activities are. And this fight is difficult as kids get older, with reading being kind of pushed down the priority list. So how can the book trust help those 11 million kids find the right types of books for, for themselves? and make sure that reading for pleasure stays current in their very hectic and busy environment that they live in. We have four very different types of engagement families when it comes to reading for pleasure. So the highly engaged, engaged, somewhat engaged, and not yet engaged. Um, not very creative titles, but if I told you how many sessions we've had with the Book Trust to come up with better ones, um, it would put everyone to, oh yeah, would definitely reflect badly on us. Um, so if we start off with the highly engaged, as you saw from the video, these are our most passionate book lovers out there. Um, they love reading. They love all types of reading and they're really proud of the fact that they're readers. Um, when they were doing the book audit for us, they just that the level of pride that we could hear from their voices as they were scooting around the room with their video camera was amazing. We had one girl um, show us, um, she had a chest of eight drawers and she's on the top, These are this is all my makeup, this is all my important stuff, but the best thing about my room, and then she opened three drawers and it was chock-a-block with Goosebumps books. And she was so proud. It had a very complicated um, category system thing, which I didn't quite understand. But again, you can kind of see she was really proud about the books that she had in her room. Um, and part of the questionnaire that we, we gave our 1,629 respondents um, was a personality element. So we could really understand their kind of key personality traits. And the highly engaged are actually, when you look at their core personality traits, are very open, which means they're curious explorer, explorers who are happy to go outside their comfort zone, which is really important when it comes to reading, especially difficult books. These are the types of kids, even if something's a little bit hard, something 
something's a bit long or very big, they're the ones that are like, okay, let's go with it. Like, I, I don't really care what happens. I just want to experience it. So where does reading, though, fit in for, for the different types of, of kids for, within the highly engaged? So if we talk specifically of the zero to six-year-old kids, so these are the, um, these are the kids that are being read to mostly. Um, Reading is something that actually starts much younger um, for this age group than the, any of the families that, that we've had seen. So if you remember, it's like around that one-year-old mark where kids start to be read to. Parents in this highly engaged category, some are actually starting before the baby's even born, but they'll start reading to them while the baby is still in their stomach. Um, and it's this passion of reading that they really want to instill in their kids. Um, and then we definitely see that. And when they're reading to them, um, they get entra entra entrenched and absorbed into the story um, as much as their kids do. And they really like the fact that they're on an adventure with their kids as their kids are kind of going through the story. For our 7 to 16-year-olds, it's still very much the same. They come from a family of readers. Their, their parents are big readers. And again, that, that routine has definitely been installed. Um, and they have many books um, on the go, which they use as actually like on-demand content. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I feel sad. I want to read a book that reflects that and so forth. Um, they also have many books around the house. Isaac, um, it was the guy that you saw on the, the video, he even had a book in the toilet and it was his poo book. So every time he does a poo, that was the book that he decided that he wanted to read. Um, so if we move on to the engaged family, um, the engaged family are best described as those that re like reading, but they love lots of other things as well. Uh, we heard Fiona on, on the video talk about the fact that she loves trampolining. I never knew that was a thing until this research. Um, dance. Uh, she loves talking to her friends, social media, etc. They love a lot of things, which just means reading takes a lower priority um, in their life at the moment, but they're still something that they would love to do. Um, parents of zero to six-year-olds see reading as something that their child should be doing um, due to the educational benefits. They don't necessarily have that much of that emotional connection, kind of getting lost and absorbed in the story as much as the highly engaged um, parents saw. But it's something that they feel that they should be doing. Sometimes after a long day at work, it's maybe the last thing they want to do, but they feel it's their parental duty that they should be doing it. Um, and as you saw from the video, it is actually quite an interactive experience. Um, the parents are very much kind of enjoying the kind of their kids pointing out things, and that's kind of where they see that kind of bonding experience coming, coming from. Um, seven to 16-year-olds, well, they love social media, they love using their connected devices, and they have many different activities and hobbies on the go. Um, parents normally describe themselves more as taxi drivers than they do parents, because they're kind of, or, kind of ferreting um, children from um, lots of different places. Um, but when it comes to reading, when they actually do have a chance to read, um, it's about escapism. In their, in their hectic world, books are a way for them to release themselves um, and kind of escape to another world and kind of have that quiet time for themselves. Um, so let's now move on to the somewhat engaged. Um, their motto to life, when you look at their key personality trait, is very much about living in the moment and not worrying too much about what's happened in the past and not worrying too much about what's going to happen in the future. And what that means for reading is that they're looking for things to match their mood that they're in currently. 
So if we think about that for a zero to six year old, when they're in the mood to read, it's euphoria. Parents talk about it's an amazing experience. You kind of get that that warm, fuzzy feeling um, that we saw in the highly engaged families and engaged families. When they're not in the mood to read and they much rather be playing on their iPad, creating something, um, watching something, it's the equivalent of walking into a war zone. And parents are very like, oh my God, uh, what mood is my child going to be in today? Um, and the casualty of this kind of battle that parents are having with their kids around reading time means actually at the end, reading is the casualty. So they may be misreading altogether or maybe just read one or two pages. Um, and what's interesting is that kids don't actually, it's not the fact that kids don't like reading, it's what they associate reading to be, to be with. So for reading to them is bedtime. Um, and so when parents say, actually, now, you know, come on, let's put on your pajamas and we're going to read a book, in their heads they're thinking, oh my God, we're going to bed. And one of two things happens. There's a quizzical look that parents talk about where it's like, huh, no, and then followed by the word no. Um, and then the, the battle kind of is, is had around that. For the 7 to 16 year old, the role of reading is, is all about learning and something that they closely associate to school. Um, and the things that they, they did like to read um, tend to be things that you can dip in and out of. They're very much about kind of the connected world and the connective media content. So you kind of see that reflected in, in what they like to read, like comics for example. Um, so besides going to fancy restaurants, which is apparently a key barrier for, for this segment, other things that take priority over reading is school, um, the desire to be um, on their connected devices and also socialising with friends. But they are still reading and I think that's the key distinction between this group and the group that we're about to talk about. And when they do do it, it's something about unwinding, relaxing and stimulating their imagination. Um, so the group that currently isn't reading uh, very much at all is the not yet engaged families. Um, interestingly, when you look at their personality traits, they're very comfortable in their world that they're in. And, and, they, and they feel a bit anxious about the unknowns. And you kind of see this with books. To them, books are like, well, it's the equivalent of war and peace. It's seen to be boring. I'm going to be, it's a commitment. It's like getting married. I'm going to be stuck to this book for the rest of my life. I don't know if I can, I can handle that type of commitment. And when you compare that to, say, on-demand content, um, they, can, they feel that they can dip in and out of it. It's not really a commitment. Um, and we definitely see that a lot with the 7 to 16 year olds. What is interesting um, with the kids um, of the, uh, in this segment is that their negativity towards reading is definitely reflected by their parents. The parents are not big readers and others in their family aren't big readers either. Um, for the zero to six year olds, as we saw from the video, Rose reading to her son was very functional. It had a very functional mindset. It was about getting through the book as quickly as possible. Reading to her, or a good reading experience, is silence. She reads the book, the book finishes, and then they move on. Um, but the, the child, as you saw, was actually trying to interact with her, um, but she wasn't kind of getting, she, she, yeah, she, was ex she thought that was kind of the child not being interested in, in reading. Um, so what does this all mean for the book trust and the types of things they, they need to be doing? 
so I think we're running out of time to talk about what next. So I'll be really quick. And actually, it's probably good because we've just finished the research. So we haven't really had time to work out exactly what we're doing <laughs> next. Um, but essentially, it will be about how we can use this to, to tailor our work more to the different families and different groups within these segments. So instead of talking about that, I'll just talk about my favourite bit from the video, which is the, the little girl who... Uh, is having the best time with the book, despite the fact that she's not old enough to read and the book's upside down. <laughs> and I think it just perfectly illustrates that actually what we want to help some of these families do, particularly the families with young children, is to understand that just interacting with books, playing with them, eating them, is a really good basis for actually starting to get children familiar with and comfortable with and loving books. Thanks very much.